You're listening to Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. Here's what's coming up in today's edition. Wall of water here, wall of water here, and we know that it was wide enough for chariots to go through because Pharaoh decided to follow them. He lost his mind and followed them in. They were the chosen, he wasn't. And as soon as the last Israeli got to the other side, the water closed in and drowned all the enemies. And they have found in that sea chariot wheels at the bottom. So it was wide enough for a chariot to go through. In our faith journey, it's easy to forget about the vast power of God's mighty hand. When we're stuck in our circumstances, how do we get out of our own way and into God's arms? Today, Pastor Jeff wants you to know that if you want to move on from your circumstances and enter into a life full of purpose, never quit on God. He will never leave your side and is always working everything for your good. Use His power to turn the world upside down in His name. Preach God's gospel and grow in your own faith. Well, let's join Pastor Jeff in the book of Exodus chapter 14 as he continues his message when it's time to move forward. I want to go to the next horizon, the next goal, the next mountaintop, the next place, the next level. I want to move on. So God said, now turn north. I wonder if God would look at you and me and say, you've been there long enough where you are spiritually. You've been there long enough. Time to move on. Do you know that he said in the New Testament, in case you think this is all Old Testament, in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews says to stuck Christians. They were stuck. Who he's talking to here is stuck. So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again and again. You ought to be moving on from the basics. You ought to be moving on from the ABCs. You ought to be moving on from one, two, three. You ought to be advancing down the road. In, in another place, he says, you ought to be teachers by now. Everybody say, I should be a teacher by now. That's true of some of you. But the idea is, you should be further down the road. And, and so, quit going over the, around the same mountain, going back to the same old, same old, over and over again, let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding, meaning mature in our faith, growing up into the fullness of the stature of Christ. The fullness of the stature of Christ. Amen. We ought to be more like Jesus today than we were a year ago. We ought to be more understanding in the word of God than we were a year ago. We ought to have more love, joy, faith, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness than we did a year ago. We should be further down the road. We should be higher up than we were. We should know him better. We should have grown. And maybe you did. Maybe you did. I hope I did. But it should be everybody's goal. I'm not going to be stuck in a rut. I'm not going to be in the same place. As believers, God calls us to march forward. Forward, ever forward, always forward. Look at the children of Israel. They, all, they were always being led by God to pick up and move forward to the next destination. Always. God never let them sit there for long, and he doesn't you and me either. How many of you are glad for that? Because what we end up doing, we end up sitting, soaking, and souring. All right? Instead of growing. We don't want to do that. Uh, now, let me 
tell you something about your enemy and mine. He wants you and I to be stuck. If he can't uh, stop us from being saved, and he didn't stop virtually everybody in here, maybe not everybody, but most of us, from being saved, then he wants to get in and hinder forward movement. He wants to hinder your ability to grow. He wants to put things in your way so that you don't grow in grace and grow up in Jesus because what the devil fears most is not a strong America. No, what he fears most is churches full of believers who are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, growing in grace, uh, growing in prayer, and, and who are effective witnesses for Christ. That's what he fears. So he's going to do everything he can. We're not ignorant of his devices, Paul said, but I wonder sometimes if we are. Because if you're stuck in a rut, it could be that's because of the enemies working in your life to stop you, to get you off the field, onto the bleachers, no longer carrying the ball, no longer making touchdowns for the kingdom of God. Some get stuck in the place of hurt feelings. The devil will do this. You got hurt in church. You got hurt in church? I didn't think you'd get hurt. I thought everybody in church was angels. Can I inform you today as a pastor of many years, if you're in a church, you're going to get hurt. Well, thanks, Pastor Jeff. That's really encouraging. Well, listen, you know why? Because church is full of imperfect people like you. And all of us are getting healed. We're all in a process of growing up. So we're going to make mistakes and you're going to get hurt. Now, what are you going to do with that hurt? Are you going to get stuck in a rut? Do you know how many Christians, professing believers, all over America are not in the house of God today because they're hurt? And they're nursing the hurt. And they're rehearsing the hurt. And they're dispersing the hurt. Oh, I got hurt. You can't believe what so-and-so did to me. Did they really? Well, what are you going to do with it? Don't let hurt get you stuck in a rut where you're not moving forward anymore. Amen. Come on, everybody. Oh, some, some people have camped out uh, in, in the place of anger for far too long. You got angry in church. You got angry. There's anger in you. And instead of forgiving the person that made you angry or dealing with it, now you're just walking around mad all the time. But don't you see that when we let that happen, we get stuck in a rut and we're no longer moving forward and it's dangerous. I'm going to show you in a minute some of the consequences for not going forward. So don't let anger, listen, forgive and move on. Nobody is worth your future in God. No hurt. Some have been camped out in the place of laziness. Can I just, I'm going to meddle a little bit. It meddled with me before I meddle with you. But you know, we get lazy. That's what COVID did. COVID made some Christians lazy because we got in our PJs and got our cup of coffee and started watching church online. And then once it came, became okay to go back to church, a lot of them never did. Can I tell you, God wants you back in the house of God. Because let me tell you, and I'm saying it in love. But let me tell you what a computer screen can't do. It can't lay hands on you. It can't listen to a prayer request from you. Uh, it can't talk back to you. It can't give you a hug. You're looking at a computer screen and an image on that screen. Come back to the house of God. We need you. We need your gift. We need your presence. We need you here. Others have camped out in a place called I don't care. There's a campground called I don't care. 
I don't care. I don't care. I gave it my best, and what I thought was going to happen didn't happen, so I don't care. Or they don't care, so I don't care. I love them, and they didn't love me, so they don't care, so I don't care. So now you are one great big I don't care, and, and you're wearing it right here on your shoulder. I don't care. I'm apathetic. Let me tell you something. It's time to pull up stakes and fold that tent and get down the road and start caring again. Uh, and one, one more, I got to say it. One more. They've pitched tent in a place of ease and comfort and satisfaction. They're, they're, they're sitting on past achievements. They've, 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 they've retired at 65 or whenever. They got their gold watch and their 401k, and now they're on the links, hitting the links, playing golf, doing whatever. You know what I've never been able to find in the Bible? I've never been able to find the word retire. Amen, Pastor Jeff. Preach it. I just talk hallelujah. No, I've never been able to find it. Now I see transition, but I don't see it retire. Let me tell you when all of us are going to retire. The trump will blow. The trumpet will blow. And let me tell you something. 20-year-olds are going up. 80 years old are going up and everything in between are going up because that's when we retire, when we go to glory. Until then, I've got my hand to the plow and I'm involved in manual labor, the best labor of all. Don't retire. So I'm saying to those of you who are at ease in Zion, we need you. Get back into the harness. Get back on the field. Start carrying the ball. Time is short. Your life is short. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. Be rich toward God. Give him the one thing you can never get back when it's spent, and that's your time. Amen. God is calling us out of our comfort zones and calling us out of these places where we have camped out for too long. And he wants us to go forward. Now, I want to tell you, God told Moses, there's only one thing for you to do, Moses. That's get up and go forward. Forget the past. Forget Egypt. Forget the pain and the mistakes of the past. And, and let's get up and go forward. Forward. Now, our text is honest about what can happen if we don't go forward. And I just want to share with you what the Bible says. We all need to hear this. But you see, there's a reason we go forward. Let me tell you about spiritual life. Spiritual life is never stationary for long. You're either going forward or you're going backward. You'll only sit in one place for a short time, and then you either go forward or you start going backward. You don't sit there stationary for long. That's the nature of the beast. That's the nature of spiritual life. So I'm asking me and I'm asking you, are you going forward or have you started going back a little bit? If you, go, if you don't go forward in faith, in spiritual growth, growing in the word, growing in prayer, growing in your walk with God, growing in your knowledge of Jesus Christ, if you don't, the first thing I see happening to these people is living in fear. They went from faith to fear. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, so they were very afraid. Who was afraid? Children of Israel that had quit moving. They were the ones afraid. 
They're the ones that got afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, not in faith, but in fear. Now, I want you to remember who we're talking about here. Because this was over a million people. And the Bible says when they came out of Egypt, they were marching forward to the promised land. They want a speck of fear in their heart. That's where we read about Miriam pulling out the tambourine and banging the tambourine and the song of Miriam. And they were all dancing and rejoicing and shouting and full of faith and full of uh, anticipation of a future, of the land flowing with milk and honey. That was them. But suddenly, it's not them anymore. They're full of fear. Singing the victory songs of Zion has faded into the background. They're reduced to a bunch of scattered sheep wailing in the wilderness, filled with fear. And I've noticed when you stop going forward, other things begin to creep in. Other things begin to, if you're filled with fear today, it could indicate, I'm not saying it, it does, but it could that you've stopped moving forward in the Christian life. And now faith has been replaced with fear. Because there's something about going forward, forward, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has now sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We are to be in hot pursuit of Christ, always moving forward. Amen. And as soon as they started moving forward, fear went away, and now they're filled with faith again. And excitement. The second thing I see is they began to complain. Uh-oh. Since they quit going forward, they started complaining. Everybody grab your toes. Here I go. They said to Moses, listen to these people, because there were no graves in Egypt. Have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Everybody say, complaining. Why have you so dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Complaining, murmuring, moaning, groaning, griping. Instead of being the marching victorious army that first came out of Egypt, they're standing there murmuring and complaining against Moses and against the very God that had done 10 miracles to get them out. If you want to know the truth about the people around you that murmur and complain all the time, I'll tell you, mark it down. They're the people who have stopped going forward. Amen, Pastor Jeff. Amen. Amen. They're the people that aren't growing in the Lord anymore. So, because when you stop growing in the Lord, here's the deal. When you're going forward with God up front where the action is, you don't have time to complain. Amen. You're so busy with the work of the Lord, you don't have time to complain. But they started complaining because they quit going forward. Now, just when you stop complaining, it doesn't mean nothing's wrong. Can I tell you the truth? Something's always wrong. We live in an imperfect world where things don't often, more than not, go the way we thought they would and the way we think they should. And so we've always got a choice. Can I go forward? Do I go forward? Do I pitch tent right here and begin to complain and murmur? And when you complain and murmur, your tongue becomes a shovel and you dig your own grave. Paul said, we must not complain as some of them did and were destroyed. But that's what happened. Here they are. They've stopped going forward, filled with fear, and they start complaining. But it went one more step down from there. A backsliding spirit got in. 
Listen to verse 12. Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Oh, stop it. You were praying for deliverance from that place when God answered your prayer. Amen. Isn't it amazing how we romanticize parts of our past that we hated when we were there? You know, oh, it was so good back then. Those were the days when we enjoyed life together and went here together and there together. But when you were there, you were saying, oh, God, deliver me. Isn't that strange what we do? Uh, They had just been delivered from slavery, from the sting of Pharaoh's whip. And now here they are wanting to go back, wanting to go back, wanting to go back. Folks, one thing you can know for sure leaving church today, there is nothing back there where you came from. There is nothing back there. It almost ruined you back there. It'll ruin you again. There's only one way to go. Everybody say it with me. A fourth thing that happened is they started hindering others. Now, there's a million people. So I want you to think about the front row, the middle row, and the back row of this crowd. When the front row stops going forward, the middle row can't go. The back row can't go. Because they're all dependent on the front row moving forward. If they don't go forward, I'm stuck. And the fact is, folks, none of us are an island. We're all connected to other people. And like it or not, as soon as you say, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, I've been saved, I'm a Christian, I'm a child of God, you got people looking at you, studying you, watching you, and really needing you to go forward. I guarantee if you stop moving forward and you either sit still or start going back, you're going to hinder somebody. I'm going to hinder somebody. I don't just seek God for me. I seek God for you. Are you hear me? I don't get up every morning and get into the Bible just for me. I do it for you. I do it because I care about you, and I'm over you in the Lord to guide you in the way of the Lord. And and if I don't seek God, how can I expect you to seek God? If I'm not going forward, how can I expect you to go forward? Some of you moms and dads, your children are just waiting for you to stop fussing, squabbling, fighting, and, and waiting for you to get back in the game and go forward. Because when you go forward, the chances are high they're going to go forward. Some of you dads, I'm going to meddle again. I'm a dad, so I can say it. I'm a husband and a dad. But let me talk to the dads. Uh, Your family, if you're not going forward, they are needing you to go forward. You're the head of the house. You're the spiritual leader. God's hand is on you to lead the way. And if you're on the golf course instead of in church, then how do you expect your family to feel motivated and inspired by you? They need to see daddy praying. They need to see daddy in the Bible. They need to see daddy going to church. And Christian friend, there's a lot of people watching you. You may not know it. Those people at work are watching you. Your family that you've witnessed to is watching you. I've got three little sisters that have been watching me for 40 years. No, longer than that. I'm going to say it, 50 years. 
They're still watching. I learned that one of them has been watching online, and I didn't even know it. Hi, June. <laughs> one last thing, and I'm going to close. The last thing we learn from these people is if you don't go forward, you miss the miraculous. You miss the miraculous. Uh, the Bible, as long as they just stood there, there were no miracles. Everybody say, I'd love to see a miracle. Well, God blesses moving targets. God blesses people moving forward. Now watch this. As long as they sat there, there were no miracles. They sat there full of fear, full of complaining, with backsliding hearts, and, and hindering others from going forward. And there were no miracles at all. No, no move of God, no nothing, as long as they sat there. But as soon as they stood up and started marching forward, God undertook. And they saw the hand of God move because faith is a verb. Faith moves. Faith steps forward. The Bible says, as soon as Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now get up and let's get moving. After they stood there a minute, he said, now it's time to get up and start moving. It says, Moses stretched his rod over the sea and the Lord opened up a path through the ocean. I read some dum-dum, wrote an article. The Red Sea at that time was very shallow. So those walls of water were about a foot each. Well, show me anywhere where there's water a foot deep and it divides. But it was not a foot. The Bible says clearly in the original language, walls of water were on both sides, glistening in the sun. Let me tell you, if you ever got right with God, you got right walking with those walls of water on either side of you. So he, it says... A strong east wind blew all that night, drying up the sea bottom. So instead of going through in deep mud, God dried it out. He made a way where there was no way. Was no way. Amen. And so they're walking through, singing the songs of Zion. Can't believe what they're seeing. Wall of water here, wall of water here. And we know that it was wide enough for chariots to go through because Pharaoh decided to follow them. He lost his mind and followed them in. They were the chosen. He wasn't. And as soon as the last Israeli got to the other side, the water closed in and drowned all the enemies. And they have found in that sea chariot wheels at the bottom. So it was wide enough for a chariot to go through. And they get to the other side and they're dancing and singing and shouting. But when did the miracle happen? When they went forward. Amen. You say with me, I don't want to complain. I don't want to be filled with fear. I sure don't want a backsliding heart. And I don't want to hinder others. I want to go forward. Is that really your heart? I hope it is. I, I pray that it is. I really do. We want to go forward as a church. My prayer is that this year, with persecutions, we touch the whole world. We touch the world. You want to be a part? You want to go with us? We're going forward. One of the most difficult things for us to do is move on. 
It could be a relationship, a job, or even just an old couch, but it doesn't matter. It's always hard to let go and move on. Today in his message, Pastor Jeff showed you how to follow your calling and be the person that God has always wanted you to be. Stop settling for mediocrity and step into God's glorious plan. Even if it seems improbable or out of reach, God has amazing things in store for your life. If you're interested in learning about Hardwired, Diane has some things to share. Are you interested in partnering with us here at Hardwired? We'd love for you to come alongside us in supporting this ministry. All you have to do is go to our website and find the Donate tab. It's that easy. That website again is hardwired.org. Thanks so much for prayerfully considering this today, and thanks for listening to this radio ministry. Daniel has more to tell you about what's ahead on the upcoming edition of Hardwired. Have you ever taken a step back in your faith? Have you ever felt like you're slowly slipping away from the heart of God? In his next message, Pastor Jeff wants you to know that instead of slipping into a life full of sin and misery, choose the power of God's grace. Even if you like what the world has to say or agree with its logic, it'll never be as satisfying as God's grace. Get back on the path to righteousness and be a powerful agent for the cause of Christ. There's more from Pastor Jeff's series, The Power of Forward, so be sure to join us again. And if you missed any part of today's teaching, you can find it online at hardwired.org. We're so glad we could be part of your day today, and we pray you've been blessed by today's edition of Hardwired.